This is the NFL Play Football Podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. The NFL celebrates youth and high school football year-round through camps, activities, NFL flag, and tackle leagues. The Play Football Initiative provides a fun and engaging experience for players of all ages and skill levels, equipping young people with key life skills that are building blocks to success on and off the field. It's Jeff Fisher of High School Football America, and we continue our tour across the United States trying to get all the Don Shula nominees. The Tampa Bay Bucks Coach of the Year is on the line. Mark Buchanan of Indian Rocks Christian School, the Bucks Coach of the Year for 2022 after a 9-2 season. Uh, getting a playoff berth, and uh, probably the biggest win, though, came um, came off the field. Uh, about five years ago, Coach uh, began a battle with cancer, and uh, after a, a, a long road, uh, health is with him now, and he's back on the sidelines, and we've got a lot to talk to him about. Coach, thanks for taking the time to join us today. I'm honored. I appreciate you having me on. Well, we're we're glad that you're you're back into the coaching profession after your battle there, and glad the uh, the Buccaneers saw what uh, what uh, your story was all about, and you're the coach of the year and a, and a Shula nominee. And and let's just start before we dive into what brought you back to the sidelines and how you did that. Yeah, it was it's interesting. There, it was uh, an uphill work in progress for sure. Um, it was quite a mess when I got here, to be honest. Um, and so I, I think they had gone through something like four head coaches in five years. Or Ooh, something. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not a good situation. So but when I came here, it just felt like home. My, my family loved it here. And so I just knew, you know, there could be something special here. But at the time, you know, nobody, I mean, you're off Christian football. Nobody took them seriously. I mean, we were everybody's homecoming game, right? That's not a good thing. Never a good thing. <laughs> so I knew, you know, this was going to be a long-term thing. And I was in it for the long term. And so I knew, but I, but right away, you, as a coach coming into a situation like that, you want some small victories. And I'm not talking about necessarily wins and losses. You just need some small victories, you know? And, and so that's what I was shooting for, you know, just some sparks of hope that, you know, this Coach Buchanan coming in is going to be a keeper. He's going to be in it for the long term. And so um, so what I did, I just started to immerse myself into the community here. I started to immerse myself into the kids and their families and the church and getting involved. I probably um, overextended myself at times, but I knew that that's, that's what I needed to do is to really get invested here at the school. And so I did, I just wanted to show others. And I think when you do that as a coach, you know, when you show that you're invested and that you care, you know, then you get them on board with what you're wanting to do with your program. Uh-huh. And so, and thankfully I came into a, I actually came into a, a group of really good young freshmen, um, talented freshmen. They had, you know, really never experienced winning though, but and a good number of them, I had to play on varsity my first year, not because out of necessity. I mean, they were talented nonetheless, but out of necessity. And so I don't, I'm not really one to keep records or wins and losses or anything. But if I, if I remember correctly, we were, I think that for my first year, we were, we had four or five wins, mm-hmm. which was really unheard of at the time for any rock Christian football. So you know, that that really started to build some sparks of interest around here for football. 
Yeah, and so no, by, by the time those freshmen became juniors, we had it rolling pretty well. Good, and um, we were not anybody's homecoming anymore. In, That's in where I was going to go. Those stall, those calls stopped, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then by my fourth year, you know, these guys were seniors. Um, I think we started that year eight and zero, um, climbing all the way up to somewhere around number three in the state rankings. Um, and I remember hosting Fort Meade, which was the number one uh, team in the state at that time here at Indian Rocks. And we were both 8-0 going to that game. So it was a big game for us. And so we ended up losing that game. Um, I think it was late in the fourth quarter. It was still 7-2. to And we were going down to score. And I think we ended up turning it over on downs or whatnot and ended up losing. But I think that put us on the map from, from then on. And so I wouldn't say that Indian Rocks, had ever become a football factory, mm-hmm. you know, because we just, we have so much going on here. We've got to share our players with all the other sports and all the other activities that are going on. And we try to do our best to build well-rounded, you know, students here, but yeah, yeah, it was a, that, that start was, was really good. So, so I was I was wrong in that you weren't the first coach, but it sounds like you may have been the first Correct. successful coach. There is the best way to Correct. put it. Mark, yeah, I guess Mark, so. <laughs> Mark Buchanan, uh, Indian Rocks Christian School in Florida. He's the uh, Buccaneers Coach of the Year, a finalist for the the Shula Award. And you know, you I get, maybe guess this is, this is the good place to make the segue. So you're building, you're moving, you're you're, you're doing some good things. And uh, as I said before, we roll tape. I, I know what it's like to have you know life kind of throw you a curveball. Uh, I, I had a stroke uh, eight years ago, and you you were diagnosed with cancer. So so take me back there, and what goes through your mind? You're a coach, but you need your health at the same time. So how how did that all go down and play your decision to walk away for a little bit? Well, it was it's as the one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. Yeah, I was just uh, just previous a couple of years, we had made it to the state championship game. Our little small Christian school um, had made it to the state championship game in I believe 2014 or 15 somewhere around there and so I mean we were riding high we had some really successful years through there and then uh midway through the 2017 season I I knew there was something not right about me and I had gone see a number of different doctors um and they just they just couldn't find anything and Finally, I got the advice, just go check yourself into the emergency room at, at the local hospital. They'll do every test, scans, and everything. And so that's just what I did. Um, and it comes to find out that I had um, a tumor in my lower back region. Um, and it ended up being non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so me and my wife are sitting there in a doctor's office. And it's kind of funny. Um, a doctor came in and you know, introduced us. He said, I know what's wrong with you. You got a tumor in your back and, uh, we believe it to be non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so uh, I've got another doctor here, an oncologist that's going to come speak to you. He left the room and I turned to my wife. I'm like, what's an oncologist? Oh. I had no idea <laughs> if you, if you're not in the cancer world, I just, I, yeah. I was ignorant. I didn't know what an oncologist was. And she had this dreadful look on her face, you know, but she's like, that's a cancer doctor. And so we just, sat there quietly, you know, mm-hmm. for several minutes and till the doctor came in and started to explain how uh, the treatments that are going to be ahead of me. And so 
Yeah, started treatment, I think, that following Monday. And obviously, at that point, you know, there's much more, there's more important things in life, right? Which is, n- number one, your life. So, uh, how, yeah. how how long was it before you had to step aside from the sidelines? I mean, you said it was the hardest decision of your life. I mean, how long were you able to go before, yeah, before you had to I, kind of step away? Yeah, I knew um, the treatment I was going to be under was going to be, was going to wreck me and my health. And I, I just knew that I, I wasn't going to be able to do both. And so I, I, I stepped down pretty immediately and I had very capable staff at the time that had been with me for several years. So I, I knew that, you know, my guys were in capable hands, but I'm, I'm telling you to walk into that room with 40 guys looking at you and wondering what's going on and having to tell them mm-hmm. what has just happened to me. Oh my gosh. You know, there wasn't a dry eye, you know, in the room and it was, it was a very difficult, but I knew that's just what I had to do. I had to do that for not, not just my, my own health's sake. I had to do it for my fam- my own family's sake. Yeah. You know, I had to put everything into this, you know, to get better. Cause I, I wanted to some, at some point, maybe come back. Yeah. Which uh, you obviously did this year. We're going to fast forward to the story because we want to get back to football here in a hurry. But uh, I, I understand one of your family teammates really stepped up here in, in your battle against cancer. And I would love for you to talk about your daughter and, and, and what got you, uh, you know, on the road to the sideline, I guess, again. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, I, I can talk about her <laughs> for, for a while. But yeah, so I had gone through a lot of treatment. I mean, a lot of treatment, and it was all unsuccessful. Um, A lot of chemo, a lot of different radiation therapies, a couple clinical trials that they put me through, and uh, they were really destroying my body. But in the uh, Moffitt Cancer Center, just finally decided, hey, we need to do a stem cell transplant, so we're going to try to find a match. And so it was a couple months. They could not find an exact match. And so, but so they tested some of my family members, came back. Both my kids, Jackson and Alex, were both, uh, my son and my daughter, were both uh, 50% matches, which was pretty good. It's not, you know, it's not ideal, but it's pretty good. And so my daughter, so they said, I think your daughter, Alex, is going to be the best uh, situation for you. And so when I approached her, of course, she was all in. You know, she was like, oh, my gosh, yes, let's do it. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? I'm, I'm there for you. And so, so they, they killed me once again, my immune system. And they, this transplant, they took her immune system, basically, and put it in me. And it was just in a waiting game. And three months, I came back, no cancer. Six months, came back, no cancer. You know, a year, no cancer. And so it's just like, praise the Lord, you know. Amen. And, yeah, go ahead. No, I said amen. I just yeah, said, yeah, the Lord. Yeah, amen. And then, you know, about, yeah, it, it took me a while to get my strength. But when my strength started to come back, it was about a year, year and a half or so afterwards, I started to get that itch again, you know, as mm-hmm. probably all the football coaches that you interview, you know, they, when they step away, they, 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 they feel that itch again. So I, I got that itch again, but I wasn't in a situation, at least here at Indian rocks to, to be the head coach. They had another guy in and, and so I was just patient. I was uh, still teaching here, um, helping, uh, the guy out as much as I can with advice or whatever, but you know, it's his program now. 
Um, when it happened to be the next year, he stepped down. Um, I don't even know for what reason, but he stepped down and the school immediately came to me. Um, Coach Farber is my athletic director. He's been in my corner. Um, he's the one that hired me. Um, and so he came to me and said, hey, it's yours if you want it back. And I said, absolutely, I don't want to be. Uh, I was thinking about going and interviewing somewhere else, but I didn't, I didn't want to. I wanted to be here. You know, this is my yeah. home. It's my family's home. And so I took the job and very similar situation uh, back in 2005 when I first, you know, it was Indian Rocks kind of falling back down off the map. Um, went through some struggling years here, there as I stepped away. Um, unfortunately to hear that, but, mm -hmm. uh, had a really good group of young kids, uh, coming up and I was excited about them. Yeah. Well, you, you must be a rebuilder. I don't know if that's a, an official term, but we're, we're going to call what you've been able to do there. That, uh, Mark Buchanan is on the line. He's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach of the year, a finalist for the Shula award. And now let's go right back into the football coach. So what, you know, you, you had already done it back in 05. Did you, was it the same blueprint to, to kind of bring the program back? Or was it a little different? Explain that for us. Yeah, it actually, it really was the same blueprint because it was a very similar situation where um, overall the program was not in a good situation, but there's a really good group of younger kids there. And and all they needed around here at the school was just hope. You know, that, that wasn't there when I first got here, and it wasn't here the second time I got here. We had lost hope that Indian Rocks football was ever going to be anything again and so the, and, and actually the players that the young all the players from freshman to, to senior they they kind of knew me they kind of knew my story they you know they knew I was the, the coach before and all this you know a lot of success that we had but they really didn't know me as a coach they knew me as a teacher at this point they didn't know me as a coach so um yeah one of the first things I had to do is I had to go contact my defense coordinator Tom Brown he was with me back in the day from the very beginning, and I knew if I was going to get back as a head coach, I needed Tom Brown to come <laughs> beside me because he had stepped away as well. And so I contacted him, and he was 100% all in as well. So I knew at that point, okay, this is going to be pretty good again. <laughs> Just like that. Well, you know, it's, it's a good segue into what my next question was going to be. You talk about Coach Brown there. I was going to you know, say that this award obviously has your name on it, but it, it takes a lot of people to, to you know, get an honor like this, and whether it's your players or your coaches and in any of on. All of these interviews I've done, I, I've given the coach the opportunity to talk, you know, a name, you know, throw whatever you want in there. Talk about those guys that help you build this program and, and give them the props they deserve to help you uh, become the, the, the man that's now known as the Tampa Bay Bucks Coach of the Year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention my assistant head coach. My wife Jennifer Buchanan. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we, we've got to mention her because I mean, you're talking about a a strong woman of faith that was beside me throughout this whole ordeal. Man, she was she was my rock through it all, you know. And she was all in it when I wanted to become a coach again. She knew, you know, the hours and the the effort that it takes, but she was all in, you know. Um, just the uh, the story when we when I first my had my uh, player and uh, 
a coaches meeting and I had all the parents there and all they was introduced me as the head coach and all. Um, she made a statement that, you know what, we haven't even played a game yet, but guys, this is a winning season. Mm. I've already considered it a winning season. So when she said that, I, I started to tear up. I hadn't even spoken a word yet. And here they are introducing me. I'm starting to tear up. And so that's, that's my assistant head coach, Jennifer Buchanan. I love her to death. She's, she's everything to me. But as I mentioned, Tom Brown, my defensive coordinator, I had to get him on board and I did. And then Kevin Harris, um, the rest of the guys I've got now, I did not coach with me before, but Kevin Harris had been here. Um, he's an office assistant of mine, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. And even more so, he's got such a heart for relationships with these kids. And you you got to have a Kevin Harris on your staff. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Cedric McAfee is my defensive line coach. He's, uh, he's such a good uh, defensive line coach, but even a better man. Um, and he loves these kids and these kids are better for it, you know, to be around him. And then I have two newcomers, uh, Darius Benjamin and Dave Wittoon didn't even know them at all. They just kind of <laughs> happened to fall in my lap. Um, they have some kids here going to any rocks already, but when I found out, I was introduced to, to Darius and he had been training some, uh, uh, DBs and wide receivers from high school, college, NFL. I was like, I need to get him on my staff. And mm-hmm. so such a great guy. And then Dave would tune, um, offensive line coach now. And I know how important offensive line coaches can be. And so when I found out and read his story and heard from him and he's been a, a former head coach himself, he's got a kid here and he's up from up North in the Wisconsin area, actually played for the barn farm stormers back in the day <laughs> Neat. in the arena football. He's got some stories about Kurt Warner and that whole ordeal. He was on the <laughs> offensive line on that team, but yeah, he's a great guy. And then last is Blake Farver, which is special to me because he was a former quarterback of mine. He's a three-year starter. So he was that coach on the field that just did everything right. He didn't wow you with, arm strength or anything like that, but he's going to do everything right. And so he, you know, he knew everybody's position, knew their responsibility. And so I got him on board as well. And he's, he's got a great mentality as a coach. I'm blessed to have these guys, you know, they love the Lord. They love their families. They love football. That's all a great combination. We have a good time together. (laughs) Yeah. We have a good time together. and And that's important as a staff, you know, we laugh together um, most of the time we're laughing at each other, you know, poking <laughs> fun at each other, but that's, that's what you got to do as a staff, you know, to enjoy yep. one another. But at the end of the day, I know each one of these guys are in it for the kids. Yeah. And that's you know? the main and thing. That's, that's, that, that is the main thing. That means a lot to me as a, as a head coach. And the beauty of uh, the high school game, Mark Buchanan on the line on NFL play football, uh, Indian rocks, Christian, the school that, uh, he coaches at uh, second time around If you just missed that, go back and listen to this interview. You'll hear about Mark's, uh, wins on and off the field and, uh, nine and two this past season. Like I said, you made it to the playoffs in your, in your first year back. Uh, it'd be nice to get every kid's name in here, uh, on the podcast that can't physically do that <laughs> yeah. it may take us a while but but I, I am giving all the coaches the opportunity to to talk about their captains and some of the the leadership that was important uh for you to have a successful first year back 
Yeah, I, I, I can talk about these kids. It's, it's hard to talk about myself, but if you get me going on these kids, I love talking about them. Uh, one of the things when I stepped in, I think the program had gotten down to about 22, 23 players, which is not good. No. That's not a good situation for a varsity football team. So um, this past year, my first year, we had it up to 40. Which was which is a good number for at a, a school our size, you know, and so that that was good. And so some of those players that had kind of stepped away and didn't play, at, you know, in my absence, they came back and 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 joined. And so um, it all starts up front with us. They get a lot of recognition. They got a lot of recognition throughout the year with uh, Noah Senka and Adrian Wadnicki and Parker Emery. His brother Owen Emery and Austin McDonald—they were the five starting off- offensive linemen for our school our size. I mean, we averaged six two two fifty plus, you know, oh, across nice the board. Yeah, so very that's, nice. that's that's pretty nice. So I stepped in a pretty good situation with those guys um, um, returning, and our tight end is like six five. You know, <laughs> he's he's a big guy. So I, I that's that's me. I play with a fullback and a tight end. I'm kind of old school that way. I like to run the football and play action off of it. But so it's important to have that, that offensive line returning, but with a mixture of those skill kids, I mentioned the young players when I stepped in, we had such a good group of young skill kids uh, coming up and I was excited about them. Our quarterback is a sophomore, Keaton Eminer. He had a great year, Um, big things for him to come. We have an athlete who is kind of our everything. Um, actually, won the MVP award for us this year as a freshman. Nice, um, Anthony Harris. I know he's probably going to be the best player to come through here. Um, he's just a special, special kid, and he's a special, special player. And I look forward to watching him develop over the next few years. We line him up everywhere. Um, put it that way, and then, and we got a couple running backs that. You know, Brent Scott and Anderson Dunn, both of them young kids, ninth and 10th grade. Um, and we have a wide receiver, Kate Nobles, also 10th grade. This is a crew that reminds me back um, of my, you know, 2013, 14, 15, 16 years where we were having state playoff runs every year, you know. So I'm looking forward to coaching these guys for the next three, four years. Yeah, I can hear the smile in your voice as you talk about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am smiling. <laughs> Well, you're probably smiling, too, as we go to the end of the interview here because we get to talk about a very nice award. And like I said, it is definitely a group award. and No one coach can become a coach of the year without players and assistant coaches. Just, you know, out of curiosity and feel free to use all the coach speak you want, right? Deflect and push. You've already talked about your assistant head coach there and that. But what does it mean to you that the Buccaneers are honoring you with this award this year? Oh my gosh, I was just floored when they came to me. I, I had won the coach of the week uh, back in week one. Um, and then when they came to me, it was like, hey, you won our, we've nominated you as our coach of the year. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Because we have, you know, here's a, a, fun, a fun fact about Pinellas County. We are, we've never had a state championship football team. Oh. Come out of Pinellas County. It's it's crazy. We have so much talent in this area, and really a lot of good coaches come and go, but not not a state championship. You know, which is kind of odd with with so much talent around here. I think it's we just have so many schools crammed in such an area that the talent is spread out everywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
And so when they came to me and it's like, are you kidding me? There's so many good coaches around the Tampa Bay area and you choose me, you know, it's this, <laughs> this Indian Rocks Christian school, you know, and this is my first year back, but I, I tell you, it's an honor and I, I don't take it lightly. Yeah. Right, and, and to know that Don Shula, you know, Don Shula, I grew up in Florida. You <laughs> well, know? you're stealing and, my next question. I always end the interview oh. with the question, but, but it's okay. We're going to, we're going to jump ahead here for a second on that. I always say, how funny is it to hear your name in the same sentence with Don Shula? So keep going with the answer. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that just, just dumbfounds me. My my name, Mark Buchanan and Don Shula, don't belong in the same sentence. But I mean, because I grew up in Florida, you know, mm-hmm. you can't. If you grew up in Florida, you can't help but be a Don Shula fan. Sure, you don't even have to be a Dolphins fan, but you've got to be a Don Shula fan, right? Mm-hmm. And and so, I mean, I grew up in the '80s with my time, and so all the Dolphin you know, years through there. And I was number 13 in high school. I wanted to be at the next Dan Marino. And and just looking back and thinking about Don Chula's career and the legacy that he left and not just the wins, but how he did it, mm-hmm. you know, and the character that in which he did it, it's, that's, that's a legacy that's no doubt going to stand forever. And, yeah. you know, just to be mentioned with a name like that, with a, with a man like that, that's just, you know, it's it's humbling to say the least. Yeah, no, I always I, I I've ended every interview that way, and I, I always love the answers, and I love your answer there with that. Uh, I'm, so I'm I'm going to go to the uh, let's see one B then to end it with, I guess, and and <laughs> and, and it, it it has to do with you know what the the Bucks and all 32 NFL teams are doing as far as reaching down into the high school ranks, into the youth ranks. As a high school football coach, what does it mean to you to know that the Bucks and the NFL are reaching down to keep the sport healthy and, and, and moving forward and growing? Yeah, the Bucks has always been a big ambassador for high school football in this area. I mean, I've, I've been here now for 18 years, and for those entire 18 years, they've been an ambassador. They've always been out in the community. Um, players are always going out, um, reaching out and, and getting involved in high school sports around here. And here recently, I know they've gotten a campaign, even going down into middle school football, they are starting, they've reached tens of thousands of middle school students in our area with flag football now, mm-hmm. um, getting football out in that younger area, you know, and their players are going out and putting on clinics, football clinics and coaching clinics, and just trying to build a love for the game of football. And I, you know, high school coach around here is excited because we know it's going to eventually trickle up to us. You know, it's it's actually we've actually uh, had uh, several Buccaneer players, you know, become head coaches in the area because they just they love this area, they love high school football and what it meant to them, and so they're giving back and becoming head coaches and assistant coaches themselves. Yeah, I, I love to hear that, and we, uh, we've we uh, interviewed a lot of them, so once we hang up here, I'm going to get a couple of names there to make sure we get them some publicity for what they're doing, giving back. But, Coach, congratulations on an outstanding year. Congratulations on the return. Congratulations on good, clean health right now, and, and, and hopefully we pray for you that that continues throughout the rest of your, your life. And, uh, you know, um, more importantly, we always like to say at the end of these as well, which is thank you for taking the time and doing what you do for student-athletes. We know you have 
have your own family there, but uh, you know, as a football coach, you're you're a second father in many cases, and uh, we appreciate the time that you put aside in in your life to make sure that some others uh, get some good coaching. And 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 thank you, and and I appreciate you taking the time to describe your story to us. And best of luck when the announcement comes down on the winners for the Shula Award. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm again, I'm humbled and honored, and I appreciate what you do for the sport as well. That's the NFL Play Football Podcast. Coaches, don't forget to check out playfootball.nfl.com for some great resources to help you improve in the coaching profession. I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America, and you've been listening to the NFL Play Football Podcast.